Hello and welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. This week's episode is something very different and I'm really excited to share it with you. We just had an absolutely magical and incredible community event here in Basha on Saturday, the Sugar Plum Ball. One of the really cool things about the Sugar Plum Ball is that while it is a church event and it's put on by the Basha United Church, it's organized by a committee of community members and most of those women who are on the committee actually don't even attend our church or at least not on a regular basis but they've got a connection to the church and they recognize the value in supporting the work of the church in the community and the impact that the church is able to have on the community so Right from the beginning, the whole idea of putting on a ball at around Christmas time was that it would be an event for the community. And so it's really neat that it's also being organized and run by the community. So seeing as we just had the Sugar Plum Ball this past Saturday, I thought it would be really fun to sit down with a few people that were at the event or involved in the event in some way and sort of unpack what happened, how it all came to be, and share some of the story behind the Sugar Plum Ball. And of course, with it being an event that's all about the kids, what better way to do that than to sit down with some students at the Bashaw School and talk about it with them. So my friend Melissa Lenz, who's one of the organizing committee members, she joined me and we went down to the school earlier today and sat down with some students. And here is our conversation with them talking about the Sugar Plum Ball. So thanks guys for joining me on the podcast this week. This is really going to be fun. Uh, normally on the podcast, it's either just myself and Reverend Robin King, the our minister here in Basha and in Pinoka, or sometimes we bring in special guests. So this week I've got five special guests. So I've got three grade 10 students with me, Presley, Hudson, and Kennedy. And then we've also got a grade two student, my daughter, Elise Wilson, who's being a little bit shy, and then Melissa Lenz. And so, Melissa, you're one of the women who has been part of the committee to uh, kind of plan and organize the event. This is the third year that we've had the Sugar Plum Ball in Basha. So what I'd like to do is just spend a little bit of time as a group here. We're sitting in a circle, and we're just going to chat about how the event came into being, what it was all about, how it went on Saturday, uh, now that it's kind of fresh in everyone's memory. And we'll just kind of uh, explore what that experience was like for everybody and, and to tell the story for people who've never had a chance to experience something like this. Because I think it's pretty special. It's really, it was really quite a magical evening. So Melissa, do you want to, um, just you and I can kind of explain how it came into, into being. So it was, um, the the brain it was the brainchild of the brilliant Shannon Schofield who uh, said one day you know why don't we put on an event that anyone in the community can come to like yeah we'll sell tickets but really it's about uh, providing an opportunity for families to come uh, sort of like a, like a, the Nutcracker Ball or like there's there's events like the Princess Ball in Red Deer they have something kind of similar and. I don't know if that's where she drew her inspiration from, but it was that idea of like taking your, your little girl or little boy, dressing up really fancy. Do you, at least do you remember? We took you to a, a princess ball once when you were really little. You might not even remember it, but it was kind of similar. It was, it was a fundraiser, but the idea was to, it was a really special night for parents to have with, with, their, uh, with their child. So when did you get involved with it, Melissa? And kind of how did, the, how did you become part of the team? 
Hi, Ben. Thanks for having us. So I um, started with the committee the first year, and yeah, you're right. It was Shannon Schofield's vision. And um, what I remember is meeting a few short times, and we created something just amazing. Um, we were able to meet, um, get on the same page with what this was going to look like, and it just turned into a really magical evening for literally anyone in our community to be a part of. So there was no, um, if, if finances were an issue or whatever that looked like, literally there was a place for everyone as young as small children to our teenage students, um, and literally everyone in our, in our community, yeah. Ben. Yeah. So um, it came, to, it sounds like it came together really quickly. Like yeah. You guys almost threw it together in a month or two yeah. for that first year. Yeah, and what's really great is we had a committee of people that kind of had uh, a specialty in all different areas. So we had um, a group of ladies that did our decorating, um, and that was fantastic. And then, of course, like we were able to put a silent auction um, table together and... The church ladies contributed by baking cookies, and we had a milk and cookie bar, so that was really, really cool as well. And then, so to, to expand on that and kind of describe what all the event included, there was a live DJ, mm -hmm. or not, well, yeah, a DJ, um, there was a photo booth mm -hmm. in that first year, and we've had that continue on for all three years. What, am I, what else am I missing? The decorations are just incredible. Yeah, and just the theme to the decoration, that's definitely... Um, you know, Shannon's vision with that was, was amazing. And we were, we were able to change it up year to year just to make it that much more special. Mm -hmm. And I have had the opportunity um, all years to work at the door with Jackie Northy. And I have to say, like, being able to stand there and see people come through the door and as soon as their eyes catch those decorations, it's like that wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because they've walked into the community hall in Basha many times for different things. But it is totally transformed the way yeah. you guys set it up with this year. It was uh, giant candies, uh, like balloons that were looked like candies hanging from the ceiling, Christmas lights hanging from the ceiling. The tables were just totally like decorated to the nines. Um, and it, it really looks like you're walking into this like wonderland, mm -hmm. um, like magical place. So I'd love to hear from, from you guys. Can you describe what the hall looked like and what some of the decorations looked like? You need to be really loud. The yeah. balloons. The balloons, yeah. What else? It was cool that Santa came. It was so cool that Santa came. So what was that like? Tell me about Santa coming. We got to take a picture with him. Yeah. And he gave us little squishmallows. Yeah, he had a little handout for every kid, right? And that was at the photo booth? Yeah. <laughs> Did you tell Santa what you wanted for Christmas this year? Yeah. Are you, can I, can you tell me? Or is it top secret between you and Santa? Between me and Santa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what about you guys? What did, um, you guys, all, have all three of you been involved in the event for all three years? Or is this, yeah, like you guys have been there all three years. Um, Lori had, a, had the really cool idea to have some students come to the ball kind of in character, right? So you guys have all been involved in uh, theater in school with Lori Miller. And tell me a little bit about, about how she got you guys involved. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, so with me, um, what 
Thanks, Dad. Um, what, three years ago, when it first came about, Lori came up to me and a couple other students asking if we could dress as princesses. And we're like, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. It's like, it'll be a night of fun dancing. Um, Santa's going to come. There's going to be food. It's just like to get the community involved and all come together. So basically, Lori, she's so sweet, she had a bunch of dresses stashed behind who knows where. She from previous plays, just from anyone. And she handed them out so everyone involved could have a dress. And she had these tiaras and she's like, so basically you guys are going to be prince and princesses so you can get everyone involved because it's just like a fun dress up thing. So we did and my first year there basically was just helping all around. So the cookie bar that need to be refilled, the milk station needed to be refilled and just kids that were a little shy or didn't know, didn't have friends to come, you'd get them on the dance floor, and by the end of the night, they'd be dancing their feet off. It, hmm. It's such a cool thing to see how everyone got involved. Even my Nana and Papa came the first couple years, and he was out on the dance floor, and I swear I've never seen that before. And it's just a cool thing to get the community together and everyone gets involved. It's a magical night. That's so awesome. I love the, that idea of having characters. Like, mm -hmm. um, you guys looked amazing. Hudson, you were dressed up as, like, the the prince from The Princess and the Frog, weren't you? Or was that yeah, Nate? Yeah, the first year. Was, was that you? Me and, yeah, me and Nate both were. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we were both, like, we got painted green and stuff. Yeah. And we had, like, green... Gloves, or gloves and stuff, yeah. and we had a crown and stuff, and yeah, we walked around, and played with the little kids throughout the night and stuff. So, so what? How did you feel about the idea of doing that? Were you a little bit like embarrassed or no. nervous to do it? Were no, you like, yeah, this it. is gonna be awesome? Yeah, like, I thought it was gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and it was good. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, and everybody was all surprised when they saw me, and yeah, so yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody loves Halloween, yeah. which is only you know <clears throat> less than two months ago, and here's another chance to like get into costume, get into character. Have fun by dressing up. Um, Kennedy, what were you dressed up as? Um, the first year I was just wearing a dress and I had a tiara that Lori gave me. Yeah. And yeah, that was kind of my dress all three years. It's kind of the same <laughs> one from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So when, when you were there at the ball and young kids like Elise's age would see you in that tiara and in that dress, what kind of responses did you get or what, what was it like for when those kids would see you? It was really cute because I was wearing kind of, it wasn't a bell dress, but it was kind of like the same kind of idea. And when they're all wearing their princess dresses, it was just, it was really cute because of course they look up to older people and yeah. seeing them in a bell dress, it was like very exciting. Yeah. And some of the kids maybe wouldn't even know you, especially yeah. when you, you look so different, yeah. all dressed up, hair done up, fancy, and <laughs> I don't know if makeup too is yeah. part of it, but just like you really looked the part. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so a lot, yeah, there's another piece of it too is that a lot of the kids would really get dressed up and they'd be in either a costume dress from like a Disney princess or just the way you would dress up to go to a wedding or something, but like in a nice dress because it was very clear that you're going to a ball. This mm -hmm. is not just like, you know, uh, going to a dance or something where you'd maybe go in jeans or whatever. And some people maybe weren't as dressed up and that was okay too. Um, but, uh, but for the most part, people were really dressed up like guys in dress shirts or suit jackets and ties. Lori would, um, 
make sure that there was no child missed. And so mm. she would, like Presley said, go through um, past years of costumes or whatever. She just, she searched high and low to make sure that there was no child missed in that process of dressing up and feeling really special and a part of something. So she did such a wonderful job with that. Mm. Yeah, that really is the, the spirit of this event is that, like all of you guys have said, that it's for everybody, mm -hmm. regardless of income or like finances, regardless of anything, regardless, like it's not, it wasn't a, a church thing, like you had to be a church person. It wasn't a, it wasn't a school event. Lots of people from the school were there, but like I think a big, a really important and unique thing about this that uh, I'm really excited to talk to you, I guess, all about is how is it that this thing got created where you'd have babies and one and two year olds out on the dance floor with their parents holding them or, dan or you know carrying them and dancing, toddlers running around all over the hall, teenagers having a great time, and seniors like this was literally an all ages kind of a thing that what was it like to be part of something where you just had such a wide gamut of, of people for any any of you guys that want to answer that um well personally for me it was it was really cool just to see literally adults going over and talking to kids like I haven't there's a lot of sorry I'm at a loss of words um the cool thing about these community things is every literally everyone comes together people like you said that you don't see at church or people that don't get involved in community plays everyone comes together and you see people you haven't seen which it feels like you haven't seen them in forever um, there's a whole variety of things and like you said everyone gets involved like throughout past years we have even adults coming to the thing dressing like princesses, like people wearing gowns. Um, there was a couple dads there that would get extra crowns and wear them around. Like, it's just, everyone turns into a kid there. Like, and it's so cool to see just everyone having fun for once. Like, no one was, it seemed like no one had a worry there. Everyone was just themselves and having fun. And it lasted throughout the entire night. People came early. People stayed late. People that didn't have to help clean up cleaned up. Like, everyone helped out in some way by even coming, buying tickets to support the event, or just showing up and having a blast. And that's what the whole night was meant to do. Yeah, mm -hmm. oh, that's so well said, Presley. Well, in the way that it's set up, Ben, is that we have fairy godmother tickets. And so even if you don't um, necessarily want to take part in the event, you have an opportunity to send a child or a family. And I believe this year we had 25 families sent on fairy godmother tickets, wow. which grows every year. And that is amazing. That's a, for, and for people who might be listening to this who don't live in or around Basha, this is a really small community. I mean, all of you guys have grown up here, and so it's just home for you guys. Maybe, and not Melissa and I, but like, this is a really small town. Like, mm -hmm. in, in the uh, context of an event like this, it's, to me, it's unbelievable that something like this could get created in essentially a small village of 800 people, and to have 25 families mm -hmm. be supported to go to the event and have the cost covered for them is huge. Like that's that's an enormous impact that people's generosity had 
um, at a time of year where, I mean, if you're a family that's struggling, you're going to feel that the most of all leading up to the Christmas. Like mm -hmm. early December, you're feeling the pinch of, gosh, you know, I'd love to be able to go and buy presents for the kids and money's tight and bills are piling up. And then all of a sudden to be able to be invited to have that phone call, say, hey, would you like to come? We've got these t fairy godmother tickets. It's not going to cost anything for you. Like, and I know Jackie said that she would be emotional um, mm -hmm. getting off the phone from making these calls because it meant so much to people right. to have that invitation, to be offered that. I remember the very first meeting when we came together the very first year and Jackie's saying, you know, the vision is that everyone has an opportunity to experience Christmas. And that it, when you said that about her getting emotional, I, that's what, that's what came up for me was that moment that she said that. And so each year when she makes those phone calls, I know that it's just every family feels so blessed to be part of it. Mm. For me, one of my favorite things about the whole night, and I'm, I'm lucky in that, um, like I helped out in very small ways. My wife, Kelly, was a huge part of the committee and, and doing a lot of the setup and planning. And she kind of organized um, all of the cookies and who was going to bring what and, and that sort of thing. But I got to just enjoy the event. Like I got to just show up and, and have fun, like you were saying, Presley. But for me personally, my favorite part of the whole thing, even more than like the photo booth and pictures with Santa and all that stuff, is just an opportunity to dance with my kids and with my wife and have fun as a family in a, in a setting that it's like you said, Presley, it's not about anything else. It's just about that really the magic of Christmas. So Elise, you and I had a chance to have a couple dances together. Hey, what was it like for you? think it was magical. Yeah? What made it magical for you? Do you I know? I think the lights and the decorations were really magical. Yeah? What was your favorite thing that you got to do at the, at the ball? Dance. Dancing was the best part? Yeah? They had a really good DJ. He, he, I mean, he just played the perfect mix of music that was... Uh, it was really good for like teenagers and the junior high and senior high kids that were really into it, but then also for you younger kids and and music that was like he threw a few Christmas songs in there, especially when Santa came out. What else? What was it like? There's Christmas cookies. Yeah. What was your favorite type of cookie? The sugar cookies. Mmm. Yeah, they were good. Hey. So there was a cookie, milk and cookie bar, like Presley said, and there was, what, three different types of milk, right? Regular milk. Strawberry milk. Strawberry milk, and what else? Chocolate milk. Did you have any of those? I had chocolate milk. Mm. So that's pretty awesome when you get to be at a dance, and there's yummy food, there's treats, there's cookies. The first year, I think we had a candy bar, too, wasn't there? This year, we didn't do the candy bar because there was just so much other stuff. But... Um, there's just so many pieces to it that, that are magical. Hey, it's not just the dancing. It's not just the cookies. I know you spent a lot of time over at the raffle table. Can you kind of explain what that was all about for people who weren't there? Like, what was the raffle table? Or what were some of the cool things on the raffle table? There was big squishmallows that were kind of like pillows that looked like animals and... 
There was a 4D chef kit. Yeah. Some books. So, hey, some kids' books. There was probably, what, 15 or 20 different items, Melissa? It was 30. 30? Wow. So let's, maybe could you explain kind of how the raffle table works and how that's, um, it's a part of helping it to be a fundraiser, but it's also adds to the experience for people too, the way that you guys have done it. Well, what's really great about our raffle table, so the first year we set it up, we had a raffle table on one side that included kids' items, and on the other side of the hall, we did like a silent auction. And what we ended up doing uh, last year and this year is just made it a raffle table. And what was really cool is that typically with fundraisers is you go out and you ask uh, businesses or people to donate items. And this year, things just were dropped off. And so because it is centered around the magic of Christmas and children, people were so willing um, to donate items. And so that's what was really cool. And around Christmas, um, it can get tight for businesses and, and for people. And so to not have to um, go to all of our local businesses and hit them up for just one more thing, um, I really thought that was cool that we could really just let our community enjoy the event and anyone who wanted to donate could donate. Yeah, and I think that people who chose to, either by sponsoring like as a fairy godmother, buying a fairy godmother ticket for a family or a child, or dropping off an item or sponsoring a, a certain part of the event or baking cookies for it. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about all, there's so many ways that people have supported it, but the people that made the choice to do that, they were as excited to provide that as the people were who were receiving it. Totally. And even like I think about um, Grant, who's a, a community member, he doesn't have children in the community, but yet he's there every year playing a part, whether that in this year was, he was bartending and like, you know, how incredible for mm. him to, to be a part of that too. Like you cool. didn't have to have kids to be at the event. Yeah. And, and then last year, um, he was, he and Holly were making balloon right. animals and, yeah. uh, just contributing so much. Yeah. And you're right. This is a, it's a really good point that you made because, um, it's not just about being there with your own children. It really like, that is such a perfect example of how this event is basically saying that all of these kids that are out there on that dance floor, they're all of our kids. Mm -hmm. They're not my kids or, mm -hmm. or Melissa's kids. They're like, they belong to all of us as a community. And it's like that, that saying, it takes a village to raise a child. And for, for children to feel like they belong to the village, not just to their mom and dad or their grandma and grandpa, but they feel like, like all three of you, or four of you, including my actual daughter, but all four of you, I feel like, yeah, you kind of, you're mine. Like I, I choose you guys. I claim you. <laughs> you're, you're like, you know what I mean? And, and all of the kids that were there, even kids that you don't know very well, they're like, yeah, you belong. You're, you're mm -hmm. part of the group. And, and, and I think that's, I, I would think that that's felt. What, what do you guys think? Like, what does it feel like from your perspective as, you know, being in grade 10, like, I think back to when I was in grade 10, I did not feel like I, I, I felt like anything but belonging. I was, I was doing my best to try to survive high school and try to fit in. And it wasn't an easy time for me, but like, 
I don't know, you guys, maybe you're just more well-adjusted than I was. (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that, Ben, because at one point in the night, I was sitting at um, the table uh, where we were selling raffle tickets with Jelaine Jacobs, and she said to me, we were looking out onto the dance floor, and the, the dance floor was packed with parents, kids, little kids, teenagers, like all ages, and she said, this would only happen in Bashaw. Hmm. And so I think there is, it's something about this community that makes everyone just feel like they're a part of something, right? Mm, yeah. So what about you guys? Like, you're in high school. That's, the, <laughs> like, the hardest time to just, you know, get through it, survive. But that's not what seems to be happening here in this school. So, and by the way, we are recording this at the Basha School. The teachers generously let us take over the boardroom where they would normally have meetings and stuff. Uh, it's a pretty special and unique atmosphere here in, in this school that you guys are part of, but also the community that you guys are part of. Mm-hmm. So what is it like, and again, you, you don't know anything else because you've lived your whole <laughs> lives in this town, but what is it like, and do you feel that sense of belonging to something that's bigger than just your biological family? Mm-hmm. Well, um, for me, I've grown up in the public. My mom and dad owning the meat shop. I was in there when I couldn't talk, you know. Um, just everyone seems to know you, especially if you grow up and your family's involved in stuff. Like, there's always people that come up to me. It's like, oh, you're Karen Wu's daughter. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know you, but you <laughs> definitely obviously know me. Um, no, you do feel involved. You do feel welcome because, yeah, Everyone does know you, and for some reason, even if you don't remember their name or face, you feel like you know them too. It's just, it must be the small town atmosphere, but you just, you get involved, and even if you don't have a choice, you kind of, it feels like you want to or you have a need to because that is your community and you like giving back. Um, Yeah, and with this school, um, we had so many high school students there. Like, I don't think that, I feel like people always forget high school students, they either have an assignment to do or they want to stay at home in their basement because they're always at school. But everyone was hanging out. Even I know people that are antisocial and don't ever go out of the house. Literally, we're there. And it's just so cool to see that people took the time out of their day to give back by even just showing up because that's what the entire night was about. And for me, because my mom was involved and my sister went and my friends went and even my dad ended up going to a work bar or just he came to eat or just talk to people. Just showing up is such a wonderful thing to do. And the fact that there were so many people that were the youth that showed up, that just proves something, proves something that you want to get involved in, want to throughout help the community. So has it sort of become the cool thing to like <laughs> the cool thing to be involved? I mean, yeah. if that's what you want to call it, go for it. <laughs> I mean, if that's what's going to get people to join in, why not? You know. But do you, do you get that sense? Like, was there leading in like last week leading up to the dance? Was there, um, yeah, like Hudson and Kennedy? What what was the buzz in the halls like last week before the ball? Were people talking about it? Were people excited to go? Was it like well, I guess I'll go if you're going. Or was it, were people like genuinely uh, excited to go because it was a cool, perceived as a cool thing? Like my class, I know lots of people were excited. Like 
everybody was asking, like, Bubba in our class was asking, are you going, are you going, are you going? And, like, and, like they would all go. And then we had, like, a lot of great, almost our whole class there. And, like, the grade 11s were, like, okay, if you go, I'll go. And then, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that for the rest of the classes. But yeah. I think elementary down was really excited for it, too. Like, they were, yeah. And those elementary kids, like, our kids lasted until... When did we take you home, Elise? I think we dragged you guys off the dance floor at about 11 o'clock. Yeah. And then I noticed just as just before we left, or when I took the kids home to bed, there was this transition of, like, the younger kids were kind of starting to head home, and it was turning into a junior high and high school yeah. party, basically. Mm-hmm. And you guys were able to keep going until, yeah. like, after midnight. Yeah, it was, like, 12.30 when I went home because you get the... DJ kept saying, okay, last song, and then he would play another song, and then he would play another song. <laughs> yeah, he was and, good. Yeah, and then, like, so I got there late that day because I was doing stuff, and when I got there, the dance floor was already packed. I was, like, 30 minutes late, and that's not that much, and it was packed already, so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to see that, like, yeah. everybody was dancing and stuff, so, yeah. Awesome. I remember, what, what at, I remember at one point Ben uh, going up to talk to the DJ, and he said, like, thank you for having me. This is, like, phenomenal. I have never seen a dance floor this packed. Really? Yeah. So Hudson's right. Like, 30 minutes in, that, that dance floor's packed, and it didn't quiet down till the end of the night. Wow. Uh, it was really cool because, like, yeah, a lot of families went, but also kind of teenagers just kind of started showing up without their parents. So there was a lot of kids dancing. And, yeah, it definitely started out with, definitely more kids dancing for a while but as they started to go home then more and more teenagers would come and people would see teenagers right. dancing so it was kind of like I can go dance with them too right. so there were a lot of people dancing did, did you guys remember when he put on the Ra Ra Rasputin oh, yeah. song yeah and so everyone got into a circle like it, there's there's a couple songs right the DJs know they're like okay it's, it's, this is gonna be a dance-off and it was just kind of understood and everyone created that circle and the people that would jump into the middle of that circle where like you know a 10 year old is in there and then all of a sudden or a 12 year old or whatever and then all of a sudden his dad's in there and then you know uh colt jacobs is in there and just like oh man it was it was hilarious but it was so awesome to see like you look around that circle and you have again just such a diversity and range of ages and backgrounds and the only thing really that everyone in that space has in common is um, the community that's been built through this whole mm-hmm. thing and the fact that this is this is our community. And just the love of of having a good time and celebrating Christmas is what, it, to me, it's really all about. So I love I loved that. Did, so we'll wrap this up right away here, but I'd love to just hear if any of you guys had a really favorite moment or something hilarious that happened or... You know, when you get back to school after an event like that, I'm sure everyone's talking about it. Like, what's everyone talking about that was that was just the best or that was funny or that was special for you guys? Um, probably, like, the pictures and stuff because once Santa left, the high school kids took over and yeah. there was, like, <laughs> so many pictures taken and stuff. And, like, it was a group, so, like, grade sevens took a picture and, like, then, like, there's big groups just with everybody in it, like, and like people who just weren't even part of the group would just jump in and they yeah. take pictures of them too. So that was pretty funny. Like, yeah, yeah. uh huh, uh huh. Um, for me, it definitely was um, when everyone 
like you said, got in a circle to dance because everyone was dancing. It didn't matter if you were the best dancer. Like there was this one dad who comes to every Sugar Plum Ball, every dancing event that's like New Year's, I know him. You just know the guy and he's doing literal backflips. Like I kid you not, he's going insane. And then you have people that are standing there just bobbing their head because they don't know how to dance. Everyone gets so involved and it's just, it's cool just, it, I'm sorry, I've described everything as cool, but that literally is what it is because you see people there that you would never see out of the house. You see people there that if you were to see them in public, you wouldn't say hi because they just aren't those kind of people. I don't think I didn't see one person there that didn't go talk to someone. Like literally like got up from their table and went and walked. I was even talking with Mr. and Mrs. Mann who do the catering and are always involved. And I was having like an actual conversation with them. Like, how's life going? How are you? like your grandkids? Like, how's school going? Oh, it's going awesome. Like, it's just a night that everyone gets together. And that's my favorite aspect is just seeing how everyone just becomes one with each other. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't know that person, you automatically know them that night and you just have a conversation with them and just party on through it all. Like, honestly. Sorry, that's such a high school thing to say. <laughs> oh, party on! But that is, that's, well, that's what, what it is. <laughs> How about you, Kennedy? My favorite was definitely the dancing because, like, with the circle, whatever, with everyone in the middle, there was also a few conga lines going around. And it was, once again, that idea of like inclusivity where everyone was doing it you had like the parents going and then little kids were like holding onto ankles as they're trying to follow around the conga line like it was pretty cool and the best part of that is a mom started that yeah (laughs) what about you melissa what was your Uh, kind of highlight of of the night especially from someone who has uh, that uh, extra understanding of everything that's gone into it behind the scenes yeah like I've said it and I'll say it again the most magical thing for me is to stand at the door and watch the people come in and just the look on their face when they walk in and just that sense of belonging like Presley said like they come in their eyes light up they're just so overwhelmed with joy and Hmm. and like Presley said everyone is mingling and um yeah, it's it's almost hard to put into words, actually. You really have to be there. Yeah, it's yeah. like it makes me emotional because I think, you know, how is it that in three meetings, like sh- three short meetings and a decorating evening, does something like that come together? Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. One thing that really stood out for me that was just amazing was looking over and all of a sudden seeing... Carlos, the owner of the Noble Fox, the new Mexican restaurant in town, and he's break dancing. And I was like, what? Carlos knows how to break dance? And it was, yeah, he was spinning around on the floor, and I was just like mind blown. And I thought to myself, of course he knows how to break dance, you know? And it was such a great example of just how it was just about fun and about celebrating and partying on, like you said, Presley. And just, yeah, like the fact that he would just pop into the middle of the circle and start busting a move and, and be part of the community. Like this, is especially be, with this being someone who's a family who's new to the community and just felt like a part of it, felt like he belongs and felt safe to just be 
himself to be vulnerable enough to be like, yeah, I'm going to get down on the floor and, and spin around and try out these moves. It was, I thought that was amazing. And like I said before, dancing with my kids and every time a slow song would go on and be scrambling to try to find Kelly and have that slow dance with my wife and she'd be in the kitchen helping mixing some more juice or doing something that needed to be done. But we did get to have some, some really awesome dances. So Elise, you are the last, but not least. What was your favorite moment or f favorite thing about the Sugar Plum Ball? Dancing. I liked that one of my favorite cousins, Sage, got to come. That was really cool that you got to see her, eh? Yeah, like Presley said, there was a lot of people there that you wouldn't normally see, um, but they were there because because of the ball, right? Anything else you wanna you wanna share with people? No? Okay. Well, thank you for joining us and being part of this conversation. It was awesome to have you with us. And thank all of you guys for skipping class and <laughs> spending half an hour in the teacher's boardroom. Um, I, even just this is such an example, isn't it, Melissa, of how the kids in our community just step up and they're willing to participate and the school is so flexible in, make, in allowing things like this to happen just like they did with supporting the ball and people like yourself, Melissa, just leaders in the community that just emerge when there's a great idea brought forward by someone, things just kind of fall into place and the magic happens. Mm -hmm. So thank you, all of you guys, for, uh, for taking the time to, to talk with me today about this. Thanks for having us, Ben. Yeah, thanks. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed the conversation that Melissa and I had with these great kids. And if you haven't experienced the Sugar Plum Ball and ever have a chance to, we'll be doing it again next year, usually around the beginning of December. And it is such an amazing, magical experience. To me, it really is what church is supposed to be all about. Building community, creating safe places for people to feel a sense of belonging, fun, connection, family, celebration, and Christmas wonder and magic. So if you want to hear a little bit more about the ball and see some photos and video uh, from the last three years of the ball, you can go to our Facebook page, which is Spirit of the Sugar Plum on Facebook. And also a lot of that content has been shared by the Basha United Church on their Facebook page. I would just like to say another huge thank you to Shannon Schofield for creating this incredible event in the first place and all of the other amazing women who've supported her and been part of the committee to put on this great event the last three years in a row. It is so inspiring to see what can be created when passionate people get together and pool their talents and ideas and resources and time. And I feel so fortunate that Kelly and I live in a community where we can raise our three kids with these kind of opportunities. So thank you again to everyone who supported this event and participated in, in any way at all. Thanks again for listening. Take care and be well.